Yes, I'm so excited. I would love to feature um, Grace's story on our show. Been waiting for her to see how she's been coming along. I'm so glad you two have paired up and how adorable when you were like, we're transitioning together. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. And I think Grace is just so much fun. She's a sweetheart. Oh, I'm so happy that she has joined my feminine heart. Um, I think she is such a beautiful addition. And I know she has been super busy, but um, you know, she's joined in our, I know she's at least been able to join in some of our socials. I'd love for her to come on some more of our panels. Um, but having her join in the socials with the girls have just been uh, amazing. Um, and we are live. So hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Diane and I were chatting so much before we got on. Um, poor thing. She was like, let me go get lipstick. And I'm like, no, we're going live. <laughs> oh, I love that effect. Beautiful. So we have the amazing Diane Crow in the house. Diane, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> uh, so for everybody who's out there, it is Trans Tuesday. And as I always say, because I mean it from the bottom of my heart, it is my favorite night of the week. I am your host, Cassandra Storm, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. So tonight we have Diane Crow, um, who she's both a club member of My Feminine Heart. She joined at the beginning of this year. And she is one of my yoga students in Yoga With My Girlfriends and has done like the most beautiful testimonial video for us. Uh, last week, uh, we shared one of her pre-recorded interviews. So um, every couple of months, I find an, ex an outstanding member of our community, somebody who um, pe many people may know like Gabriel Claiborne or Brie Fram, and some people that are coming on like a firestorm onto the scene and making their name through um, that some of you may not have yet met yet. And for anybody who has not yet met Diane, I wanted to have the pleasure of fully introducing her because since I have known her um, in the beginning of 2021, she has brought so much joy and positivity to my life. And, you know, I have been working in this community since I think 2012. And I've had so many people pour their hearts out to me about their greatest fears and how they fear to live the life of their dreams because they are so afraid of what they might lose. And what blew me away, and I've known for months, I may not have even told her yet, but I knew like two months into meeting her, this girl's gonna be one of our sisters of the month because I have watched her go through life's greatest fears. She has, um, since I've known her, been going through a divorce. Um, she's transitioned publicly to living full femme. Uh, she has gone through a move. I mean, and we're talking a divorce, married 27 years with kids. I mean, just what, uh, what people come up to me all the time saying, I'm so afraid of losing my marriage, but I'm in a happy marriage. I'm so afraid of losing my job, but I hate my job. I'm so afraid of losing everything and having to move, but I'm unhappy in my home and I can't be myself. So I wanted, I, I'm not here advocating divorce 
or moving or <laughs> coming out if you're not ready to come out or any of those things, but I wanted to show the world here is somebody who has faced some of the greatest fears of our members and our followers. And she's sitting there living her best life on her new show, on the set of her new show, um, and was just telling me behind the scenes, life couldn't be better, business is booming. Uh, and so for anybody who did not get a chance to listen to her interview, which aired last week, anybody can go to our website, myfeminineheart.com and listen to her interview for free because so much of our content is out there for free. But if you are a club member, you get to watch the video and a little secret about Diane, she's a photographer too. So she's got some really great fun photographs that pop up uh, while she's telling her story. So if you're a club member, you get to watch the videos and have the full effect. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with My Feminine Heart and Trans Tuesday, which you are in tonight, we are a sisterhood of all women and those of the feminine spirit. So including, but not limited to cisgender women, trans women, gender nonconformist, non-binary, and all those who love sisterhood and may or may not be part of the LGBTQ plus rainbow. We all come together and we share our love, community, and expertise in helping trans women live their best lives. So this community features a weekly interactive online talk show, which we are in tonight. And um, uh, we fill these shows with inspiring interviews of trans women and experts sharing their advice in all areas of life and lifestyle, from beauty, health, wellness, finance, personal safety, and more. So our club members enjoy all the perks of a private Facebook group community, exclusive access to commercial free videos, private workshops and classes led by these amazing group of experts. And our members even get to help guide the content and appear in episodes just like tonight. And I'm gonna share some of the great upcoming episodes filled with our club members and our special experts later this month. Um, but as I go on and on, all I can say is, if you have not heard the Diane Crow story, visit myfeminineheart.com, go to our transition stories page, or even our homepage, and you'll find the links, whichever one works for you. And befriend this person on Facebook before she maxes out on people who can be her friend on Facebook, because she has a lot of friends and you can only have so many, and her following is just going to grow and grow and grow. But before I go any further, Diane, tell us about the amazing set you are sitting in front of because this is brand spanking new. Yeah, it, it sure is. Um, this is the set of the Diane Crow Show. And the whole kernel of the creation of this happened in 2020. And what I noticed when I was on like crossdresserheaven.com or on Facebook, uh, so many of the sisters were just terrified of their feminine urges, but they had enough of them to post pictures and some of them were really sad and they just looked like very sad 
guys in dresses, hiding in closets, taking pictures. And I, and I, I just thought that was profoundly sad. And I thought there must be some way to reach out and to help people to at least enjoy that feminine nature that they have and that they own and that they experience. And so one day I just sat down and I just wrote out the Diane Crow show. And I had no idea when I devised my name, Diane Crow, that show would work so perfectly at the end of it. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And well, I, and actually, Diane, I don't know if we shared that in your interview. Would you mind sharing the origin story of your name? Oh, sure. Um, so I went to go see Phoebe Cross. She's here in Georgia, and she's nationally known as someone who helps men transition. And um, she asked me, she said, what's your, what's your feminine name? And I said, what feminine name? She says, you know, the name that you'll go by when you're in femme. I said, I don't have one. I'll have to think about it. And then she says, Where, what do you do with your pictures? I said, I don't have any pictures. She goes, well, we'll have to fix that. Well, anyway, I thought about it. And um, my, my male name is Dwayne Stork. And I thought, okay, if I just change the U in Dwayne to an I, for me and stork to a crow which is as a bird too and i just i liked it that's okay diane crow that will be it and that's how it started i love it i mean i feel that there are so many people who agonize over so many decisions about transitioning we've had people on the show talk about you know those those painful things am i trans enough well, what, what should I do with my name or what should I do with, with my look or, or how should I live? And I feel like when these opportunities have presented themselves to you, you've looked at them as a moment of, okay, what joyful response, <laughs> what positive thing can I, can I bring to this? And I just, I love, I love that for you, you wanted to remain in the bird family because you're a total bird. That's true. <laughs> That's really you, true. You are surrounded by your sisters right now. So I have failed to check in, but your fellow club members, Linda Ann and Georgette Corneo, uh, Bronwyn, Maggie Uber, Rami Sarkone, <laughs> Catherine Ann Boz. These ladies are all here to show their support. Ladies, I'd love to see. Give me a thumbs up if you already saw the interview. Um, from last week and give me a heart. I'm holding my tea so I can't do a full heart. Give me a heart if you've already seen an episode of the Diane Crow Show. I want to see our screen filling up. Uh, so Diane, tell me about what you are planning for this fantastic show. Now you've already interviewed one of our sisters. So you've done it. You've done an intro show and you've interviewed one of our sisters. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So um, Grace Ferris, uh, who many of you may know, uh, on the night when we had the talent show night, uh, she sang and was just adorable. And she has developed a show, an outreach show uh, um, for specifically for trans folk um, 
to help them participate in the Catholic religion. Now, the fascinating thing about her is that he was ordained as a Catholic deacon. And soon, as she transitions, she will be ordained as a Catholic priest in the name of um, Grace. And, uh, and they'll actually call her mother then. So we had a really fun time during our interview. And what's, what's so neat that Grace is doing is Grace is starting her own church online. Is it also a show and podcast? That's what I had originally thought she was making it a church online and a podcast too. I think so. I think so. I mean, she's deep in the development of it. I'm not sure if it's fully formed yet, but it's, if it's not, it's really close because it's online. There's a, you know, there's a place you can log on and so on. Um, but uh, I found a lot of people, sadly, have been shamed by re religion in general. And they are not the Roman Catholic Church. They're a different branch of Catholicism that will ordain anyone, male, female, gay, straight, trans, bare, it doesn't matter. You know? But a lot of people don't know that exists. I was just telling my, my I have a visiting family member downstairs um, all about, I tell everybody because I'm so excited for Grace. And I love, I think my favorite part is her title, Transmission like transmission online. <laughs> I just, that to me was like the stroke of like, I love it. Um, so I was telling somebody about it because I, I saw your interview that where she explained she's gone from being a deacon and will be a priest. And the answer is almost always, well, that, that doesn't happen in the Catholic church. That's not a possibility. Um, but an old friend of mine is a very gay priest in the Catholic church flies the rainbow flag and there there's no he is out and proud and serving as a as a priest in a parish so it's you know that does exist for anybody out there who who thinks that it doesn't and um so you think grace is still a little early in the development but i think um, I've, I've seen transition a, stuff pop up online yeah yeah i think it's i think it's ready to roll I mean, she contacted me earlier about some technical advice about how to make it all happen and so on. So um, we were able to kibitz about tech stuff. I'm so proud of, of the friendship that you two have formed. What a beautiful pair. And for anybody who, if I miss saying it, um, you are the perfect person to go to for that technical stuff. This is like your career. Yeah, I, I'm... Um, an electrical engineer by training. And for 29 years, I fixed x-ray machines and CAT scanners and nuclear cameras. But I never really loved that job, even though I was really good at it. And sometimes I totally hated it. Um, and when I decided to make the change um, to go into photography and video and sound, which I always loved, um, business just seemed to follow me. So I shoot for the PGA and for Chick-fil-A and Coca-Cola and uh, all of my past clients know of my transition and have embraced it beautifully. Um, yeah, I was nervous about that at first, but I said, you know, if, if they are accepting enough of me as I am, 
as my best self, those are the kind of clients I want to keep. And those that wouldn't, I wouldn't want them anyway. But so far, I have not lost a single client. That is beautiful. And I, as telling my friends about you, because I'm so excited for everything that you're doing. And I've talked about the big clients you've had in the past. And I did get stopped a couple of times where people ask me, does she still photograph for Chick-fil-A? I yeah. have, yeah, I have read and it seems that whichever the motivation may be, that they have been progressing in, in their corporate culture. Um, you know what? I have to amend that actually, because I haven't done a gig for Chick-fil-A since COVID started. But that could um, be COVID too. Huh? That could be, that could be COVID too. It could be COVID too. Yeah. So I don't exactly know, but when the Jewish times did a story about me, photographer finds his true self, it talks about all that. And when one of my older clients who has who doesn't know about this calls me and asks me if I'm available to do a particular event, I say, well, I'm happy to do it. I'm available to do it, but you need to read this first. And I send it on to them. And if they respond back to me, which many have, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Can we share this with everyone? I say, Absolutely. And I go take care of their event. You know, I, I have to tell you, I, I did one the other day. I've worked with this client for like four or five years as, as a man. And when they reached out to me because they wanted to live stream their concert, they're a professional choral group. I said, sure, I'd be happy to. And I, but I want you to read this and you should probably be sitting down when you do. And they responded back to me so beautifully. They said, this is wonderful. Can we share this with the entire choir, like 80 people? So on the day of the event, I'm running around and now they all know that I was Dwayne, right? And I didn't know what would happen because this is in a very conservative area of Georgia, up in North Georgia. And so I was a little anxious about it. But when the president was addressing the whole choir just before the live stream, I asked to address the choir too. And I said, you know, I've heard that after COVID, some things will never be the same. And I'm the perfect example of that. And they all laughed and they clapped and they cheered. And then I did a print on site job for a group that's incredibly conservative. I mean, like super conservative, but I sent them the article. They said, absolutely. I went and shot the whole thing. And do you know, they gave me this massive bouquet of roses at the end. I just cried. So you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate and genuinely blessed. I don't use that word lightly because it's overused a lot, but I really am. I've been embraced. Oh, and one other thing, this last show. Um, so when the article came out about me. It's a great I article, it, by the way. If no one's seen it, you'll find it on Diane's timeline <laughs> and pictures yeah. from it in her interview. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I put it on Facebook right away. Boom. A couple of days later, I thought, well, okay, I'm going to do it. And I put it out on Dwayne Stork's Facebook page. And I had not told my family as in my mom and my brothers 
and them about all of this because they're super conservative. I wasn't sure how that was going to be. And I was anxious about it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Boom, I sent it off. So a couple of days later, I got a text from my brother that said, call your mother. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I called my mother right away. And, and she, said, um, she said, well, number one, I'm a little pissed that you did not call me and let me know. And I said, you know, I thought about that, but I felt like if you read this without me there, you could have your own thoughts about it and really think about it and really have your own ideas about it so that you don't have to face me in the moment. Yeah. And after that, everything was great. She has been watching my show. In fact, this last episode on Sunday, I asked her, I said, so are, are, did you see the show? She goes, yes, I loved it. And then I said, well, are you getting used to the fact that I'm a woman now? Because she said during our first conversation about it, she goes, you know, I've always wanted a daughter. She only had four boys. So the other day she said, I am not getting used to it yet. I still, every night when I say my prayers, I hope my four boys will be well and safe. Um, but she said, you make a beautiful woman, really gorgeous. And she said, I wish I could have just reached over and adjusted your necklace. Cause it was like hanging over to the side or on this side of my boob. It was just so funny. I was like, oh my God, I know. I forgot about that too. But so all that's been really fantastic. Oh, Diane, that is so exciting. I just love that. And, you know, I think um, you know, I, one of our, our sisters, uh, has, has reached out a few times in not so quiet desperation, just oh. struggling with so many, um, after effects from transitioning. And I always say, have you, I know you're a reader. Have you read the secret? Have you studied the law of attraction? And I don't think she has. So you are my version of, if you're not going to read the secret and study the law of attraction, listen to Diane, because it's, it's a belief that what you put out into the universe, you bring back to you and you just put out joy and kindness and positivity. Oh, thank you. And then it, it, it radiates back. I mean, I think in one of the conversations you and I had, I don't know if this made it into your interview last week. I don't remember, but I remember at one point, you and I were talking and you had made the comment that people said, you're no different now than you were then because you were always joyful and kind. You, you were, you were the same person as, as Dwayne, as you are as Diane. So all that, all that has changed. If you close your eyes, the spirit is still there. So if they loved you and your kindness and your positivity, then they're loving it now too. Oh, that is really, really true. Um, I know a lot of people talk about passing. And I have to say, the number one thing that keeps people from passing is their fear and lack of confidence or approachability. Um, I mean, I've had full-blown conversations with people and they didn't give me the first, you know, odd look, you know, like a dog would look at a ceiling fan, you know, they don't go, hmm, 
something's odd about her, but I'll in a millisecond compliment someone's shoes or their hair, wherever I am. And which is a very feminine thing to do. Yes. I listen, I do find that women compliment women more than men compliment women. Very you know, men will compliment women when they want something or they're in trouble <laughs> or horny. You know, I know that might be a little racy, sorry, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. And, and the thing that I discovered about uh, being the, the me that you see right now is that I honestly didn't know what it was like to be complimented. I'd never... I, I never got any of that. And in fact, it was last Valentine's Day. I spent the entire day by myself and most people go, oh, well, that's so sad. But I reflected on that to Facebook and I was like, you know, it has been lovely. I have loved myself, <laughs> bless you. I have loved myself more than anybody in my entire life. That includes my parents, my wives, my family, I, I really have learned to love myself and accept myself and appreciate myself. That's giant. Oh, that is so huge. In fact, um, so we have, we have family visiting and I was just on vacation with friends and catching them up on everything, my feminine heart. And I've been showing friends and family snippets of um, different podcasts and episodes we've done. And uh, somebody said, I want to see a couple. And I showed them Mary and Tina. And I just happened to bring up a, a part of a clip where Tina talked about if anybody spoke to another person the way I used to speak to myself, they would call in like child protective services. Ooh. They would, you know, be, and she was, and she said in her interview, the thing I had to get over the most was how much I hated myself and how unkind wow. I had been to myself and how I was my biggest um, critic. And yeah. so she, when she, she, her, her wife thought she was going to be, com was committing suicide, broke, broke, busted into a bathroom. And then re her wife realized if you don't transition, I'm going to lose you anyway. And she was, Tina was just sitting and sobbing in a bathtub, but for hours. And oh. so they made this decision to transition. And Tina talks about um, forgiving herself and being kind to herself for the first time in 50 some years of her life. She would cry. She would go for walks and she would say, I love, I love you to herself. Like I love myself. I promise I will stand up for you and stand by you. And to teach herself self-love, she would just bawl because she had never said that to herself before. Yeah. And that you have mastered, I feel, I mean, we're always on this journey, but the inner monologue, I, you know, I would love to know from people out there, what is your inner monologue? What are you saying to yourself? Are you, are you the love of your life? Are you the person who is the most loving and kind person or are you the most unkind to yourself? Well, it's, it's interesting self-reflection that you took that time. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I've been so thrilled and grateful to my therapist because three years ago, I went into her office 
And I said, I just want you to hypnotize me so I'll be more organized because I'm driving my wife crazy because I'm just not organized. And, um, and she had, of course, the professional insight to go, well, I'm not just going to hypnotize you. We're going we're gonna to see, you know, about some things. And, and her self-described mission is to help me discover what's not me and pluck those out of my life until I'm left with the real me. Well, be, and, you mean because you had the, your wife's story who was a very unkind person in your life, narrating yeah. who you were and who you weren't to you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I started meditating every day, which became a huge benefit to me. And one day while I was meditating, there was a, a little boy by my side. You can think of it like a lucid dream, I suppose. And I recognized it to be little Dwayne. I was like, wow, that's little Dwayne. And so I realized my job was to protect him and to comfort him and to, and to be kind to him because I didn't get that as a child. Um, and then sometime later, uh, I had another dream. And my mother, who I didn't actually even meet until I was 24, 25 years old, appeared and looked very anxious, but the moment she saw the two of us together, she looked very relieved that we were taking care of each other. And those were super um, consoling and comforting visions for me. And I knew that I was on the right track. Well, so. and I love that you share that you have been in therapy for years. We are huge proponents of mental health on this show and finding the right therapist with the belief that anybody's gonna benefit from therapy if they find the right person because there are some wrong people out there. But sure. what you just described is actually a technique some therapists will use for people specifically like yourself who had the absence of parenthood and have had to learn to parent and comfort, comfort themselves, that self-healing. She didn't suggest that in any way, it just sort of came that way and which was really gets your inner spirit pretty big <laughs> bringing yeah. that that's beautiful that's it was pretty epiphanal i guess if that's a word um, you know but yeah i mean to everyone who is uh struggling with their own self-concept with their own self-worth um find a therapist a counselor someone that they can talk to and a therapist is not there. Their job is not to just agree with whatever you say. That's not their role or mission. Their goal is to help you discover what is, what really you are. Yeah. Um, but in a kind, loving, supportive way. Uh-huh. You're, you're bringing somebody into your corner who's going to say you're not alone. And they're going to say these, this and this and this are, are common issues. And I'm going to teach you the tools to overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, mental health, honey, that's a, that's a big, giant, wonderful thing. That's I mean, right. it's High really five. transformed my life. High five. So for you, you saw your therapist as Dwayne. Did you want to overcome the feelings of Diane? Did, was that any part of it? Or you'd went to correct 
the problems your wife said that you had? Um, well, when I first went to her, I had no notion about Diane. I mean, I had always loved going through my mother's catalogs and Sears and Roebuck and Cosmo because I used to love to look at the women's shoes and the clothes and the styles and designs and the hair. And when I get to the men's stuff, the men's stuff was just so drab and dull and still is honestly, for the most part. Um, and I, I tried on some of my moment, mom's clothes and moments of when I was on my own. And, and uh, I was like, wow, this is nice. This, the texture feels so good. It feels so nice. And my wife often accused me of being gay or uh, if I would cry at the movies, she'd say, are you crying? You know, she'd get really ugly about it. But I've always had very, um, I've been a very sensitive person. And as a photographer, that comes in very, very handy, as you know, because I can go and shoot a wedding or a bar or bat mitzvah, and I don't need to see the event things, you know, the run of show. I just follow the emotional quality of the event. And like when the grandmother reaches out and touches the, the granddaughter's cheek, oh, that my, my emotional meter just goes off the scale. And I'm just shooting that like crazy. So, and when the PGA uh, is in town, they let me loose to do whatever artistic thing that I want. I'm the only photographer that they let do that. So, yeah. I mean, I have regular assignments too, but, but they let me free. I, I get behind the ropes. I get all the press clearance that is available. So. That's amazing. There's nothing like when you're a photographer and you have a client that says, you do you. Just go be an artist and bring back the best. That is that yeah. is the most freeing thing. You know, it's funny. I, I just had somebody comment on all the times I've my hair has changed over the years. And because I literally will sit down in a chair and I'll be like, what inspires you? You're an artist. Let's come up with something. <laughs> you know, like hair is fun. Let's change it up. Sure, sure. Yeah. So when a lot of these sisters who are transitioning, who are afraid or, or have lack of confidence, but they feel more themselves than they ever have, you know, I say to them, honey, just take a deep breath and go for it. When, when I first um, were trying to figure out how to walk in heels, I went to Goodwill. I would buy shoes, I'd bring them home try them on. And if they didn't fit, I would just give them back to them. I, I just didn't know what size I was really. So I finally went into a DSW and they were so sweet. I told them what I wanted. They fit me for a pair of heels in my man clothes. I walked out of that store in those heels. I went to the pharmacy. I went to the grocery store, went to the bank. Do you know, not one person looked at me funny sideways at all. Oh, people are so into their own worlds and their own yeah. minds that unless you are feeling like super awkward and it shows, they don't care. A hundred percent. Whenever I'm doing a photo shoot for a client and they start to get a little self-conscious of like being in like on a public street, being photographed, I always tell them, honey, everyone's just looking at their phones. 
no one is no nope. one pays attention anymore. It's like dance like no one's watching, just dance like people are on their phones because they are. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, when I go places and I'll compliment a woman, I, it happened today. I was in Goodwill. And this woman was wearing this delightful outfit. And I said, honey, you look so great. I love your whole vibe. Now, I'd watched her around the store and she had not looked at anyone. But the moment she heard my voice, her whole face lit up. And she said, you have made my day. And we chatted about this and that while we were in line waiting to check out. Now, there's another thing that I find that happens a lot. Um, and I, I, it concerns me when it does happen. So some sisters get really upset when they get misgendered. And even if someone is doing their very best with their trying to understand and trying to um, say the right things, they will explode on them and get really upset. And unfortunately, I think it just, it, it makes things worse. Now, if somebody's trying to be a jerk, I get it, let them have it. But somebody who's known me for 30 years said to me, listen, if I make a mistake and call you Dwayne or he, I apologize up front. I said, honey, it's totally okay. It's all right. Don't, I know this will take a little bit of getting used to. It took me a little bit of getting used to. And then if it, and I'm happy to share that I was a man with people that I meet because we have these lovely conversation and that night they'll go home and talk to their husband and go, I'm not the most lovely person today. She used to be a man. She'll tell her friends that instead of, oh my God, I misgendered someone and oh shit, I just, I, they just let me have it. I felt horrible. Well, that's the impression they're gonna have of trans people that now they're gonna say, well, I'm not gonna say anything to them because I'm afraid I'll get jumped on. Now that's that's one of the beautiful things about my feminine heart is is getting the word out of, with these stories because we, you know, as as part of and advocates for this community, we're ingrained with this. You know, I've I've been photographing in this community for years you are in the middle of transition. I mean, so our friends are trans, our Facebook groups are trans oriented. Like we see it when we go on social media, it, we, we work or vacation at trans conferences. I mean, it's, it's our norm, mm -hmm. but for so many other people, all they know is like Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, or they just, they just don't know they're not exposed right. to it. You know, one of the, Mary and Tina, again, because Mary just came on for our discussion panel of wives last month, you know, in her story, she talks about how conservative her town was growing up and the complete lack of diversity. I mean, she says, as far as she knew, she didn't know a Jewish person. She didn't know a gay person. She didn't know what gay was. She was in a community that everybody was was white and homogenous and you married right out of high school and she married right out of high school and then yeah. you know the love of her life who she met years later is a trans woman i mean that's you know and now these are her people this is her community and her friends and her family but if you had asked her what do you think of 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 
the trans community when she was 18, she wouldn't have known. So right. it's, it's about, you know, not just a first impression, but a repeated positive impression and getting sure. to, we think the whole world is, knows what's going on and, and, you know, everybody's up to date and knows what pronouns to use. And, but I'm, I, I continually have people come up to me as a safe person, as a cisgender person and say, can you explain? I don't sure. understand what, what, what do I do? How do I be respectful? And there's that fear that they don't want to be disrespectful. So they don't interact at all. Yeah. We need that interaction. We need Diane Crows going up to people at the store and interacting. So that was one of the impetuses of this, of this show, of the Diane Crow show, because there is RuPaul's Drag Race, which is wonderful, but it's a totally different thing. It's really over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few trans normal people just having conversations. And I think there needs to be more of that, that when you speak to someone, regardless of how they present, how they look, what they have filled with tattoos or piercings or everything, when you look at them in the eye and you just talk to them, that person inside, we're all the same, all exactly the same. We want to be heard. We want to be cared about. We want to be loved. We want to be respected. I, I was waiting to go into a post office the other day. It was right around lunchtime. And there was a gentleman sitting in the car next to me. And he had, he had like gang tats, like, you know, and tear drops on his, and tats on his face and everything. And I went up to the post office, it was closed. And when I came back, he rolled his window down. And he said, oh, she's just coming back from lunch. I, I go through this every day. And we had this great talk. I chose to ignore all of that and just talk to the person. And we had a great conversation because it was just two people just chatting. Yeah. And, and so when, has- you, when you exhibit fear, when you see someone else, sometimes that triggers their you know, vitriol. Um, so, I mean, but that's me. I'm just always been a very outgoing person. So, well, and I think that's part of us being a photographer. Um, I, I assume it's similar for you. My whole existence is giving compliments, real Mm. compliments, but you know, all day long, my job as a photographer is to help people feel better about themselves. So I pull out the things like, no, don't you see how beautiful you are here and how beautiful you are in here. And look, when you do this and, and how that brings out your eyes. And, and when you do, when you experience that again and again and again, as a photographer, you realize that that's everybody. Everyone needs that. So everyone like you complimenting a woman's store, um, you know, you see so many people post things online saying, don't be awful to others. You have no idea what they're battling. And all I can ever think is stop putting like that's, that's true, but make it positive you know, when you see a stranger, send them love and positivity, send them kindness, give a compliment because you have no idea again, what that person's battling and what a difference that can make in somebody's life. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I've gotten compliments, um, that that person has probably thought, oh, it's not that significant. And that'll get me through a week. 
Somebody says oh, the yeah. right thing at the right time when you're not feeling good about yourself and you think, okay, I got this. <laughs> you know? It happens every single day. And when, when I go to the grocery give, store and the, the lady behind the, the cash register, you know, I always am sure to say hello to her name, to her and look at her in the face yeah. and talk to her. And that's so rare. I think so people are so into their phone and they like they pay their thing or they're on the phone um, and we try and isolate ourselves in so many different ways that just opening up. Oh, one other thing you, you said at the beginning about the secret long before the secret, I always understood that law of universal attraction because you, if you do good, good comes back to you. It has never failed me. It is every, every great success um, from, you know, Andrew Carnegie, like, you know, through to Tony Robbins and in between, like they all do the law of attraction. They've all written about it. That's how they've run their businesses and lived their lives. Yes. That stuff works. When I first moved into this house, uh, I had not been, this is in the beginning of February. Uh, I had not been in FEM 100%. And so I, I introduced myself to my neighbor, Nate, nice guy, and terrific fella. And, um, and I hadn't seen him in quite some time, but for the last four months, I'm 100% FEM. I mean, I'm fully trans these days, no doubt. And I was out mowing the yard and I think I was wearing this dress actually. And, um, and, and he walked up to me and I walked up to him and I said, I'd like to introduce, introduce you to Diane Crow. Hi. And he's, and I said, formerly Dwayne Stork. And he went, I wondered what had happened to you and who that woman was at your house. And he was so sweet. He said, listen, he has a pool. Ooh. He said, you know, come over, enjoy the pool. But, but when you, when you're vulnerable in a positive way, People are so endeared by that. They can't help but to be ingratiating about it and love that and to, to feel that confidence. And, and so many people have told me in my life, I wish I could have changed careers. I hate my job. I wish I could have done what you do. I can't stand this or that. But sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith and go for it. Yeah. And it'll work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got and if it doesn't work out, you try again. That's right. Like, you know, picture your worst fear and then say, okay, if that happens, will I survive? I'll make it work and go for it. But envision the positive outcome that you want. If you go into something fear-based, you, you know, the worst case will happen. If you go in positively, who knows what will happen to you, what the universe will bring back. And I've always said that there's never really a failure. There's just lessons. Yeah. And, and so many times I've, I've given my services to nonprofits and stuff, not knowing whether there would be anything to come from it and not caring really. But the lessons that I learned in that, the, the skills that I learned through doing this or that have all brought me to this point. I don't hate 
my male self. I don't want to cut it off or speak unkindly of it or because it brought me this far. And so I'm so proud of Dwayne. And I, so I don't, I don't have a dead name or a dead, but I don't have any real trauma associated with my transition. Uh, and, and for that reason, I'm incredibly blessed. I know a lot of people have had a lot of trauma and I've not had that experience. I wanted to ask in the last 15 minutes or so, if anybody out there has any questions for me. Absolutely. So you've got some, some fans. We haven't had questions coming in, but we've had some wonderful comments. Um, oh, we, we have a, a beautiful one from um, one of our members. Uh, she wrote, true, I haven't been going out femme very long. One compliment about my hair trumped three bad experiences. Oh. Bronwyn says, smiling at others brings you smiles. Um, and she says, I could listen and talk to Diane or listen to Diane talk for hours. <laughs> oh, thank you, Bronwyn. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, I would love to know too. And I want to know what can we expect coming up on the show? How often is it appearing? Who are we going to see? How can okay. we follow and how can we support you? Well, supporting me is to come to my Facebook page. Um, and share the Diane Crow show with everybody that you're friends with. That would be very helpful. Um, the founder of the Gaily Dose is up next. Every Sunday at seven, we have a show. He is a brilliant and beautiful man who has been, who has three children, three girls, but he's been out as gay for the last 10 years. But he started the Gaily Dose. And so since the beginning of COVID, they've talked about gay issues, trans issues, political issues, and all kinds of things. Fascinating group of people that are on this. So I interviewed him yesterday for Sunday's show. We talked about the big trans issues of the day. Um, and then he, in turn, had me on his pod podcast. I was, I was on his podcast um, on uh, Gender Night. Uh, so there was a cross-dressing. Christy was sitting next to me and then me, fully trans. Um, and we discussed, you know, trans issues. So that's coming up. Uh, Parker Geiger, who is an expert in color, a genius of color. He works for the biggest corporations in the country to help them bring colors together. And I actually put this set together based on his color recommendations for me. Um, and he's gonna be on uh, pretty soon. I've also got a couple of authors lined up. One wrote a book about, um, it was really, it was 2007, I think it was 2007 or 2008. She wrote a book about trans teens where she interviewed all these trans teens. And it was a, a incredible book at the time because it was way before the time of all this discussion. So she is, um, she just emailed me that she will be, I'll be interviewing her at the beginning of this coming month. Um, I've reached out to actors and actresses who are very interested in being interviewed for the show. So we just have to schedule those things. We'll have some fun segments coming up. Goodwill hunting is one of my favorite things. 
we've got skin specialists, hair specialists, a lot of the same sort of things that you do, but everyone wants to know. And all of my um, cis friends are like, we want to see that. We want to see what fashions are coming out of the trans world and what makeup tips and hair and all of that. Everyone wants that. So that's really fun. That is fun. I'm so excited. And you said it's uh, Sunday nights at seven. Are they live or are they pre-recorded? Um, yes and no. Some are live and some are pre-recorded. You know, okay. it just depends. I have not been able to catch because you just did your first two and I was out of the country, out of reception at the time. So, so excited to finally catch it live. I'm so um, thrilled that you let me interview oh, you. Thank you. you. You came on to share this positivity. I feel like the conversation that we're having tonight, I wanna put a challenge out there to anyone who's struggling. I wanna challenge you to compliment one other person a day, at least once for a week and see how that makes you feel and what comes back to you. What are the responses? And then try two a day or every time you're out, you go to the gas station, you go to Goodwill, you go to the grocery store, find a way to have a human connection with another person in the produce department or the cashier, you know, find someone and say hello and smile. And if you can pay a compliment. So that's my, that's my challenge to everyone from tonight. If you are struggling with positivity, put it out and let's see what comes back. So let me add a little something to that. I've always learned um, to only give genuine compliments, never false compliments ever. And you can always find something to compliment on someone. I mean, you can look at their shoes and go, wow, those are adorable shoes. Listen, I, I have met people way up in the social strata, like way, way, way up there. And all you have to do is look at, oh, honey, I love your shoes. And they just light up because they like to talk about those things. They don't like to talk about themselves. I mean, when you talk about movie stars and, and, and that sort of thing, ask, oh, if you're in their house, say, oh my God, your drapes are fabulous. And they go, and they'll go on and on about them and what they did to find them. And it'll make them so happy that you're not just like, you know, slobbering over them, but find something genuine to compliment them about. And the response from them that comes upon you can be so much grander than you could ever imagine. It'll help open your spirit. And if you, if you are struggling, if giving compliments is new, start with thank you. Somebody serves you, thank them. You see a veteran or a soldier, thank them. You know, if you see somebody in any kind of service, even if they're not serving you, just walk up and thank them or tell them you held a door for somebody that was so nice. Thank you for holding the door for me. You know, just a thing. If you think about how many people go through their day without hearing please or thank you. Oh, Even yeah. Power. And then one other thing that I want to add to that, if someone says to you and pays you a compliment and you put the compliment down as because you, you're like, oh, well, I don't think my hair looks that good or, oh, this old necklace or this, this 
ucky dress, you know, honey, take that compliment and, and shower it back at them and tell them, thank you so much for saying that you have done something for me special today. So thank you. And I'm going to add, I'm going to, we're going to keep adding to each other, but we actually have a couple interesting comments. So um, Marianne Tornander, um, so she's one of our followers from Sweden. It's so lovely to have you. We've had a couple of our club members from New Zealand on here. We have, we have people that follow from all over the world. She said she never had a bad experience in her seven years out in public, but she, but a heap of interesting discussions for tonight. And Georgette says she does what we're talking about in the cis world, but she finds it hard to do in the trans world. And I'd like to hear some more feedback on Georgette, what you mean by it's hard to, I'm thinking pay compliments in the trans world or why? Um, and Bronwyn says, thank everyone, especially housekeeping and janitorial staff, a thousand percent. So one of the things that I, I read a couple years ago that I found I am also guilty of so for the last couple of years, I've been making a conscious effort to say, you're welcome. As a culture, somehow, you know, I, I think anybody our age and older was raised, please, thank you, you're welcome. Those are the things you say. May I, and, and the whole shebang. But somehow in the last like 10 years or so, our society has dropped, you're welcome. And I couldn't believe it when I read it. And then I really paid attention. I paid attention um, when I said thank you to people. Did they say you're welcome? Because a lot of times, as you said, Diane, and this is why I'm saying this, people pay compliments and the natural instinct is to deny them. Oh, really? I, I didn't like this dress. Um, oh, yeah, thanks. But, you know, my hair is really frizzy today. You know, things like that where you, oh, you know, I, I'm glad you like the meal that I made, but it really isn't my best because I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to get it hot onto the table or I didn't have, you know, the cookware that I need, whatever. I'm sure we've all sat down to a dinner table with somebody where we've complimented their dinner and they were like, this isn't my best. And it's so awkward. Just say thank you. Um, but what I've noticed in, in this article was true. People have stopped saying you're welcome, almost like they're shamed to receive a thank you. And it's, mm. it's, yeah. So that's something, if you're out in the world, especially our generation and, and, and older, pay attention with the thank yous. Do you say you're welcome? Because I had dropped it too. It's a cultural phenomenon. I had dropped it. Like my response would be, oh, of course, not a problem. Sure thing. My pleasure. Not, you're welcome. I, I think I know what she was talking about, about um, paying compliments to folks who are trans, because I've, I've met some trans folks who were, you could tell they were very uncomfortable being out and maybe it's their earliest experiences. And so they're just, they're, they're in a guarded, they're like a sore thumb, you know, and it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it, I can see that as a potential problem. So, actually, oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, if, if you know somebody who's like that, try and befriend them, try and mentor them. If you are more comfortable in your skin than they are, help them, you know, give them a hand. Because so we actually, all need that kind of mentorship. 
Yeah, Georgette's taking this in an interesting way, and it actually leads into telling you about Casey Grimm, who's coming on the show next week. Um, so Casey Grimm is the owner of Rise Beauty Company, and she, on a personal note, is a very good friend who has done so much self-study in like mental health and anything from triggers to love languages and everything in between. And so something that Georgette wrote, so we were wondering what she meant about compliments. She wrote, most trans people only wanna hear compliments and not helpful criticism, especially on the passing question. And her comment was, then don't ask about passing. So that actually does, so one of the things that Casey Grimm taught me, and I'm so excited for her to be on next week, is um, there's something called permission and placement. So permission is when you ask first if you can have a conversation. So permission would be, Diane, would you be opening to receive some feedback on your presentation? And it's up to Diane to say, yes, I would love that feedback or, you know what? No, I think I'm good. So that's the permission side. And then you go to the placement. Okay, well then I'd like to share this information with you. And that is a really beautiful thing for any relationship. Like think about um, Diane has, is roommates with her son, Michael and Michael's gay boyfriend, Michael. And imagine three people living together. There's probably times when somebody's not doing the dishes or cleaning the bathroom or kind of doing, you know, maybe something that a chore that was expected. So one of the things I would tell Diane is, okay, well, if you're having a conflict with your son or your son's boyfriend, what you would say is, Michael or Michael, would this be a good time to kind of have a, a, a talk about how we live together? And let them say yes or no, because if the goal is to have a productive conversation, the person has to be able to receive that information in a positive way. Um, so my answer to um, Georgette would be, um, and she said, then don't ask about passing. So I, I do get how that would be confusing. If somebody says, how do I look? My response, knowing the sensitivity and the self-esteem of so many people that I interact with in the world as a whole, as a photographer, Diane, you know, we, we work with people at their most vulnerable in front of a camera. Um, so my suggestion, Georgette, would be uh, if somebody asks how they're looking, first ask, uh, would you be open to receiving some tips or would you be, you know, to improve your presentation? Uh, would you like some thoughtful feedback? Um, and then, you know, if you have a, 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 a constructive criticism, also pay it with a compliment because you, you can't just tear somebody down. So even if somebody says, yeah, actually, I would really like your advice, you would say, okay, I love the hair, but I'm not quite sure that this outfit is the right color or style because of this. So maybe try that. You know, you have to, we're still speaking to other people. 
So there's kind of a way to offer constructive criticism that can be helpful, but you want to make sure that that person can receive it and that they're ready to receive it. So that would, um, and Brahman's with me, she's like asking permission is necessary. And Georgette says, said before, that's why I stay mum for the most part. Georgette, you know, we've, you and I have had so many conversations where you're like, I, I feel like I rub people the wrong way or whatever. You have such a unique perspective as somebody who transitioned in like the seventies. Um, yeah. I mean, you have so much to offer and I know sometimes you feel left out because um, there are so many kind of newer newbies on the scene. Um, but, you know, there's always room for improvement. We can always get better. So you have so much to give instead of not saying anything try a few techniques to maybe kind of soften what you're saying so it can be received in a way that's really helpful for that person. Because as much as we know a compliment can change somebody's world, if they're not ready to receive a criticism, boy, can that tank somebody's feelings too. Yeah. And we're all, we're all about building each other up. I mean, that's a whole show, really. It is. We could come back and talk all about how permission and placement. Maybe we'll do that with Casey sometime. We'll have, so Casey's going to be on next week. Leading into that, she is the owner of a Rise Beauty Company Spa and Salon. Now, this is one of our episodes that's for club members only. So somebody like Diane, uh, we will be streaming it to the private Facebook group. And um, we've had a technical, a couple technical glitches. Facebook has changed a couple of things where we haven't been able to stream our Zooms. So this is what we're doing. We're not sure yet if we're going to open it to a Zoom. So I'm going to her salon and we're filming it on location, which we have not really been doing since COVID. Since COVID came in, because we've been doing this before COVID, this is a, a two-chair room. <laughs> because interviews used to be in person. So this is going to be the first in-person interview. Um, and if we can open up to the ladies on Zoom, we will. I'm doing some work on our private Facebook group now. And if not, Willie will at least be able to live stream it from the salon directly to our private Facebook group so that anybody can participate with any questions they have. And the gals have been asking to have Casey on to share her secrets. So she's going to come on and talk about hair, skin, um, any kind of self-care that you've always wondered, how would they handle this in a spa? How would they handle this in a salon? Is this the right color for me? Am I, should I do, I be doing microdermabrasion? Should I be waxing or doing electrolysis? She is going to answer all those questions from the, um, as an esthetician and the owner. And for anybody, if you've ever wanted to know what it's like to kind of walk through the doors of a spa and salon, this is your chance because we're going to take you behind the scenes. So we hope that it builds your confidence to then go to the spa or salon nearest you, or you can always come visit us up in York PA and I can photo shoot you and you can do a makeover just like I have tomorrow. So we want to give you that behind the scene experience where just ask any questions about beauty and self-care that you have because they cover every, everything head to toe. And we're also going to show you and demystify kind of become, go behind the curtain of a spa and salon. So, so excited for that. Now, after that show airs next week, it will be made available for anyone to listen to. So anybody in our audience can listen. But if you would love to um, be able to watch these videos, send me an email, info at cassandrastorm.com and I can get you signed up for our email list. 
And then the following week, we have a club member led discussion panel. So I'm not sure if Diane will join us yet, um, but she has the option like our cl other club members to join in. Now this was a topic that our club members voted on. So I put subjects up in our private Facebook group and via email to our members. What do you wanna talk about in the next discussion panel? I had some ideas, they threw in theirs and then everybody voted. And so the topic for the last Tuesday, Tuesday the 27th in July, is how to cope with losing friends and family through transition. So Diane, mm. I hope you join us for that because you always bring such a beautiful, positive perspective. Oh, thank you. And I know that you have lost people through transition, but I feel like you have lost toxic people like your ex-wife. That's the only one I've lost is the most toxic person that was in my life. And so that's a win. Go? Yes. So, um, so I would love to have you on so that not everyone who comes on the show is, is sharing the tearjerker stories. You mm. know, if, if you have lost people in your life, maybe that might've been good. Maybe it's heartbreaking. And we were going to have talk about coping mechanisms. We're going to have everybody come on and share their stories. So, so excited. Oh, Samantha Etheridge. Hi. Oh, Samantha, she was our sister of the month, July of last year, I think. I think last July, she was June or July. She was our sister of the month. Hi, Samantha. I hope that you come back and join us for that. Um, and oh, Bronwyn, she is coaching Georgette on saying, we need your wisdom and experience. And if you have not seen any of these discussion panels, these ladies have been on them sharing their wisdom with the world because My Feminine Heart, it's a panel. It is a it's, an, it's a platform for our members to share their stories and in their own voice, which we love. And Diane, gosh, your voice, like Bronwyn said, I could listen to it forever. But before I close, I have one more thing that I, I almost forgot to share. So this is really timely. If you want to see me in person, and other members of my feminine heart, some of our other experts who are all their own business owners. I don't want to take ownership of their businesses, but I can tell you, Lindsay Tab will be there and we're working on, we've got some other experts who have come on the show. You may find us, you're going to definitely find Lindsay and I, and maybe a few more friends at the Lake Erie Gala in November. So excited. It's going to be the first really big open public trans conference since we were all shut down um, with COVID of last year. So when Keystone was first shut down March of 2020, this November, it's, um, I believe it's November 17th through the 21st, will be a huge trans conference. It used to always be a social conference. So if you've ever, you know, it always used to be more social. This year, we're adding in workshops and seminars and excursions. I'm going to be photographing people. Lindsay's going to take them shopping. I'm going to teach yoga. She's going to do color consults. We've got other members of the My Feminine Heart family that are going to be there. And I can tell you everywhere that I go, and I'm going everywhere. So if you're not sure if I'm going to be where you're at, email me, info at CassandraStorm.com. But I can tell you right off the bat, you're going to see me in Erie. You're going to see me at first event and at Keystone. I am going to have social gatherings for our club members. 
special free photo shoots so that we have pictures of our members in person finally on our website and not just our groups over Zoom. I have so many special things coming up for our members and our wider audience. If you want to take yoga from me for free, come join me in Erie. I'll be teaching classes for everybody. You want to take a feminine comportment class, a portraiture class. I am there to, to share the love and joy. Diane, I hope you join us in Erie too. It's going to be a fab, I know it's a hike for you from Atlanta, but it's going to be a, a little bit. Time. And I've got a big trip scheduled right after that. And with business going the way it is, I can't make those kind of commitments right now, but sounds like a load of fun. And I do want to say one other thing, your uh, feminine heart, my feminine heart has been really wonderful for me in my growth and development in my space. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. You've brought so much joy and light to my life, to the other sisters and my feminine heart and our other yoga students in yoga with my girlfriends. I mean, you are one of the reasons that that little challenge I put out there, a feminine flexibility challenge in November or in January, um, you're one of the reasons it became an entire new membership where we gather. Really? Absolutely. The joy oh. and you, you would show up and you were like, this is life-changing. I love yoga. And I'm like, you know what? This is life-changing. I love yoga. Let's do this. Let's keep doing this. We'll do this past yeah, January. True. Yeah. Very so true. those are the ways that you change the world, my friends. Share your joy, share your love, and you will see how the world changes with you. Um, oh, Stephanie Ward wrote, yay, in-person photos again. Bronwyn wants to be there. Bronwyn, I hope you join us in Erie. Oh, so the whole reason I'm talking about Erie now, I know it's far out. However, they just opened up the booking for their rooms. They're at a discount, $90 a night, and that ends July 17th. So like four days, four days from now, the price is gonna jump, I think to like $109. So for 90 a night at Lake Erie, you can join us. The hotels are beautiful on the lake, got the Sheraton and the Marriott. They're connected by a beautiful sky bridge. It's going to be a fabulous gala extravaganza. I just, I can't tell you how excited I am to finally be in person again. It's so great. So Diane, who are we seeing on the show this Sunday? Is it the person who, um, what the- Yes, it'll be Helmut from the, uh, the, the Gailey Dose. And um, we're just sort of making it up as we go along. So if you know someone, who would be wonderful to be on the show, please reach out to me. If there's a subject or a topic that you feel would be prudent to cover, um, I'd love to entertain it. So please reach out to me and I would be thrilled to chat with you about all these different things. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to spread your light and love in the world. Thank you to all of our audience. Um, we love and care for you so much. All of our members, thank you for tuning in tonight. We're sending you all big hugs and kisses. Next week, Casey Grimm Club members, get ready with your questions. If you want to send them in advance, we'll make sure they get answered on anything, hair, skin, nails, whatever. Next week, we're with Rise Beauty Company. And then we'll see you all again in two weeks for our club member-led discussion panel how to cope with losing friends and family through transition. It's going to be pretty remarkable. So good night, everyone. We love you. 
Thank you from my feminine heart to the Diane Crow show to yours at home. Have a good evening. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.